for you. You have been shot. Fuck off you, you fat useless sack of fucking Yankee Stanky doodle shite. I like gas. Bam! Bam! Very serious. Chewing the fat with Big, because Beefy's a little bit late right now. What's going on, everybody? I am Chef Rob Burmeister, the culinary renegade, and happy Monday after Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, Thursday was uh, Turkey Day. Everyone hanging out, eating all for four days, and now it's back to the grind. But, uh, you know, myself... And uh, me and Mary actually did not do the traditional Thanksgiving. We uh, took a trip to Philly on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And we ate uh, cheesesteaks. And, you know, I'll talk a little about what else, my little gripes about my trip. But it was a good trip. We had some fun, some laughs. We were drinking, eating. I had turkey scraps instead of a turkey dinner at a, at a bar. But, you know, what are you going to do? So, we're here. We got uh, Chef Thomas Hunnold from Rhode Island coming in, well, calling in, actually, at around 8.30. We also have uh, Stephen Lee from Master Chef. He'll be calling in around 9 o'clock. And uh, Clem should be on his way now. But I uh, just want to say hello to everybody. Hey, Philomena. What's up? Hi. So, yeah, well, we're going to get kind of into it, you know, we're trying to think of the top five right now. Hello, Clemmy baby. What do we, start early? Oh, I'm making it late. Uh, uh, late. That's all right. We got it, ladies and gentlemen. Clem Caserta just walked in the building. Woo! <laughs> yeah, buddy. What's up, pal? Nothing. I noticed the new microwave. Yeah, got the microwave in here now, you know. I don't know when we're going to need it, but you never know. Hey, I think yeah. we need it. Yeah. And eating all the cold shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Clay, catch your breath. Catch hey, your we're breath. Back. Yeah. We're back another week. That's right. Thanksgiving's done, gone, and now it's uh, shopping time. Everyone's got to. So, how was the turkey day? It was all right. I went down to. Uh oh. <laughs> I went to uh, Philly. And for Thanksgiving Day, we actually went to some Irish bar. We drank all day, so I decided to order the turkey dinner. And now, they gave why'd you go to Philly? We were supposed to go to uh, Virginia Beach. Ah, that's right. But it was a uh, one of those timeshare things, and you had to go to, you know, like a two-hour meeting. And then when I called to confirm, they re-asked me, you know, all how much I make and blah, blah, blah. And they said I didn't uh, 
I didn't qualify because I, I lost my job or whatever. So I was like, good, give me my money back that I paid. I know. I saw the uh, the steaks they ate. Yeah. So we did that. We were traveling. Yeah, I'd like to go to some more. I want to go back and go to all, like, the locals joints, you know, because I went to, no, a cheesesteak is a cheesesteak. But, they, you know, the atmosphere is cool, you know, all the people screaming and lining up all over the place and eating Pats and Geno's right across the street from each other. Still right. Tony Luke's with the roast pork, broccoli rub, shop provolone. It was good. Now, I make my own cheesesteak and my own roast pork and broccoli rub. So fuck Gino and Tony Luke. Right. I just like the, you know, you're waiting on line with, like, everyone, there must have been a Flyers game right before we went, and the whole place is filled with Flyers fans and, you know, the jerseys and shit. I well, think the Rangers played the Flyers this weekend. And the maybe. Flyers won 3 nothing, but that's another fucking story. But, uh, yeah, you know, don't get me wrong. I would love to go to Gino's and uh, Tony Luke's, whatever it is. Yeah, they're not the, it's not the greatest, but like I said, it's the atmosphere of those two, the rivalry. And oh, absolutely. Who likes this one instead of that one? Absolutely. That's like when I flew to Chicago to get the Italian beef sandwich, and I went to uh, Mr. Beef and Al's Beef. Uh-huh. Did it suck? No, but was it the greatest thing worth flying to Chicago for? Uh, yeah, not really. Because well, we could do it all. Well, the experience was good. Right. Right. The experience was definitely good. You know, they've been all over the Food Network, so on and so forth. It was a great time going down there. Came back, got a bottom round, fucking threw it in the oven, some, some what do you call it, salad dressing, good seasoning. Uh-huh. I used that as the spice, a little yeah. crushed red pepper, a little celery, carrot, onion in the pan, roasted it off, sliced it paper thin, made my nice au jus. and my own jars in there. Right. Nice bread, dipped it in, it was fucking best sandwich I ever had. Right. So. But, yeah. Maybe that's what we should do for a top five. Your top five city foods, like, you know, destinations. You know, Philly got his cheesesteak, New York its pizza. Hey, I'm all for it. You know. So, maybe we'll think about that. He's got to come up with something. Like well. Yeah, so, you know, like I was saying before, you know, like, I, I wound up getting the turkey scraps. Because I was sitting at the bar and I ordered a turkey dinner. Everyone you else had, had the spice. You took a dump after you took it to turkey No, scraps. it was like... scraps of the turkey. Like, it was all the ends of the breast. I know like you had diarrhea after no. <laughs> It was like a new thing you say. Like, I got the turkey scraps. <laughs> no, right. well, it was like a turkey and ham platter. So I was, like, psyched. But it was all... It was like like pulled turkey and, and ham. Now, last year I brought you the leftover split pea soup. I was trying right. to do that this time around. I even made it today. Nice. But I was going to bring a container, but when I turned around, it was all good. Yeah. My mother had it. Philomena had it. I had it. Then I had my niece, my nephew, and the little... And I'm like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> like, I had a tiny little bowl. They all, I took the leftover ham, because my mother, of course, had to do two turkeys, not one, two. Right. But she got the free turkey and didn't want to take up the freezer room, because she already had a turkey stash in there for Christmas. Right. So like, fuck it, I'll cook both of them. So we had a leg of lamb, a turkey, and a spiral ham. Nice. But we didn't do much other food. We just did stuffed mushrooms, and then we did it on the bus. That was just normally there'd be artichokes and a pasta course. Right, right. You know, so we kind of took it a little easy. Well, that's the stuff that goes nuts. You know, like some people have turkey and then 5,000 sides, eight starches, 12 vegetables, and then you don't really get to eat anything. I did Brussels sprouts the simplest way, and I got to say they were just delicious. I, I just blanched and shocked them, fried a little bit of garlic, threw in a shit pile of butter, Salt, pepper, and just tossed them. Yeah. And they were just so simplistic, but just so good. I love Brussels sprouts now. I, I used hate, to hate them. I have a kid. new fan. Me too. I have a new. 
That's like a little baby head of cabbage. I have yeah. a newfound love for these things. Yeah, there's so many things you can do, you know, like slaw or roast them and grill them, bake them. And then I used to make it uh, when I was uh, at Black Dog. I used to make buffalo bus- Brussels sprouts. I can't believe you just said that. Why? Because I had leftover Brussels sprouts, and they were coated in butter. So I said, what can I do with these? I threw them in the frying pan. Like, and I, and I floured them, and I threw them in the frying pan. And then I took hot sauce and more butter. And I did buffalo Brussels yeah. sprouts. And I said to and myself, delicious. I said, self, <laughs> <laughs> this would make an awesome topping for a pizza. Yeah. A buffalo chicken and Brussels sprout pizza. Nice. I can't believe you said I just did that. And the Brussels sprout and the butter and the whole thing, it's just it went for the fantastic. Right. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. But, you know, that's what I did for a tryout for the taste uh, like a year or so back. I did a three-way Brussels sprout salad. Yeah, I wonder if that show is even coming back. I think they... Uh, I don't know. They shot it slow. I'm done with it. I, I officially am announcing that I am retired from doing any television for at least one year. <laughs> for at least. <laughs> you got to throw it. For at least one year. Well, I just don't want to be bothered right now. Yeah. You know, besides the fact that I can't because my leg's fucked up, but you know what? I'm not going to push myself and... Right. Hurry up and wait and fill out a million papers. Fuck you. You want me? Hire me. Tell me I'm hired right then and there and pay me some real money. Right. Because I'm not going to do it for $50, $100 anymore. Right People think like we made a lot of money. And the funny part is I just bumped into somebody the other day. And they're like, oh, yeah, you must be rich after Hell's Kitchen. Dude, <laughs> I lost fucking money going out there. Read, read my cardboard sign, guy. Yeah. I put some change in my cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Greatest experience ever. But I was thinking, uh, watching MasterChef, and they got MasterChef Junior on, and I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, what a circus in a way that this whole cooking shows have evolved into. You got some of the greatest chefs in the world, and they're getting their head pushed in a bowl of whipped cream by little kids just for television ratings. Like, are you that much of a media whore? Now, I don't know. Maybe I stick my smeckle in it for TV ratings. I don't know. Right. It's getting there. But once you're there, it's fun. You know? Yes, I do agree. I do agree that there is some whimsical and there's some fun to it. But, yeah. I mean, is this what the cooking shows have become about? Right. Well, I, you know, I always say it, though. Those are the ones I watch. I can't sit and watch uh, Today We're Making and they make... Yeah, like, but what did it happen to the... And I, I hate to even say it. Emerald. Emerald was entertaining and he showed you how to cook. Even Jacques Pepin, Julia Chong, right. Yantin Cook. These guys... They didn't have all the hoof hoof and fluff fluff and I don't even know if those are words. <laughs> but I just got here, so I'm a little tightly wound. But think yeah. about it. They didn't have all the dog and pony show. They got in front of a camera, right. and they entertained you, and they taught you something. Yeah. Barnier was my favorite. Loved it. If young Ken Cook, so can you. Love the guy. Yeah. No, and then you had, like, the Tali, who was just a, a total fucking snooze fest. Sorry, Mario. But you're just boring on TV, and the guy's a great cook. His restaurants are, <laughs> but I mean, the guy's a pretty good cook, but he wasn't entertaining on camera. I'm sorry. Right. He's great on the chew. Right. But uh, to host his own show, I mean, these these are guys, like, you know, Julia Child. Do, tell me Julia Child wasn't fucking great watching us. Right, she was and he got taught some. Now we've seen, you know, uh, people's faces getting pushed in whipped cream bowls, and people dressing up as chickens, and they dressed up as astronauts last week. And I'm like, how far can we take this? That was Master Chef, right? And yes. then how about when they had the icing come down yes, on their yes, heads? Yeah, the icing. <laughs> next, Burmeister will be on TV in a blonde wig and a skirt 
playing the fucking the yodel or the fiddle or whatever the fuck it is you play. And I mean, look, I get it. It's fun while you're there. I would probably do the same thing. Right. But where's the educational side of it? <coughs> where's the real chef side of it? You know, I, I don't know. Maybe right. I kind of, I don't like that anymore. The, I mean, I guess because I cook for a living. Yeah. So I don't want to sit there. Like, I'll come up, I'll get some ideas from him, but I can't sit there. Like, I had a guard that I like to put on to go to sleep. She annoys the shit out of me, but there's something watchable about her. Yeah, she's calming. It's, yes. It's like when I was a kid, my, I used to run around the house, my mother would put me in front of Mr. Rogers, and I would just stop and just sit there in front of the TV and stare at him. She's relaxing. But yeah. So is masturbation, but, you know, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I know. should have that on PBS. <laughs> Take one large penis. No. Yeah. You know what I've been actually watching? The Chef's Life? What's Do that? you watch that? It's on Channel 13, PBS, and it's this woman... That lives on a farm, and she's a chef in a restaurant. Yes, 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 yes. I've seen, well, I seen that but a little bit But it's more like, you know, like, it follows her around. Like, to the yep. market, she's hanging out with her friends, and it's well-produced. Can you imagine if they follow you and me around? It would uh, be to the bar, to the weed guy's house. Right, to the couch. <laughs> to the couch. Back to the refrigerator. Back to the bar. Uh, yeah, well... I mean, there's, there's some good ones out there, but I, I actually like cruising around like the, the PBS ones and stuff. Yeah, so do I, but the, the whole point is is everything has become a reality show, and, and I'm a fan of all of them. I watch all of them, and I do like all of them, but when does it end and when does it go too far? Because the whole thing is is people laughing at other people's misfortunes. We like to see that. I like to see like hillbilly <laughs> hand fishing, and we talked about this before, right. or catfish noodling, and the, who's the one now with the... The midget and the, the retarded guy and the crazy mother on the farm that became famous. The redneck mother and... Uh, honey Boo Boo? Honey Boo Boo and Shmoo Shmoo yeah. and all these... What the fuck is wrong with these people? I can't stop watching Alaska Bush people. Love the Alaska Bush people. <laughs> love them. I fucking love them. The dad, every time I watch it, I think of Raven. Yeah. Like if Raven had gray hair and a gray mustache. Yeah, that is Raven. Holy yeah. shit. Pretty funny. But, yeah, I mean, Cutthroat like funny. Cutthroat reminds me of, what was that Japanese show that was on? And it's like they would just throw shit at you and, like, it's just like craziness the whole time. Uh, like, wow, or uh, what the hell was it called? I got the best idea for a new reality show. You get five chefs, you sit them in a room, you see who can smoke the most weed and do the most bong hits. And then unleash them in the kitchen and see what they come up with. <laughs> there you go. Uh, tune in next week when they finally decide what to eat. But, I mean, come on. What, what's next? I mean, really. What is really? And, and, and you know who kicked this all off when I say it? Was the Osborns. To me, the Osborne was the first crazy reality show. And it just spiraled after that. I love right. the Osborns. Yeah. Now it's a... I mean, there's so many rappers now. Oh, which forget shows it. About the it's, it's just, it's just crazy. But it was a cool one. I forget. It was at uh, oh, what the hell's his name? It's like Master P or something like that. Reverend run, run, Reverend run. No, run. no, it's another one. Master P is his son wanted to learn how to cook, and he was cooking with uh, uh shit. Flavor Flav. No, it was either like it wasn't Scott. It was um, who's the chop judge? And then he won top uh. 
Zakarian. Jeffrey Zakarian. He was sitting with the family. He taught them how to cook and everything. And then they really? sat down and ate the kids' meal. It was pretty cool. I like Jay-Z. Yeah. Jay-Z. Jay-Z, Jay-Z. It's Jeezy. They call him Jeezy on the kitchen. Jeffrey Zakarian. Yeah. About with a G, they call yeah. Jeezy. Yeah, he's cool. Very, like, you know, prim and proper. You know, everything's, like, ironed, pressed. And he's like, hey. You want yeah. a reality show? People, follow me and Burmeister around for a couple of weeks. Yeah. See what our lives are really like. Get behind the real scenes of real chefs that have real struggles and real battles and real everyday right. life. <laughs> you know, see, exactly. what like, see what it's like to struggle to pay your election bill. Talk to me. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that's really what it's all about. Right. It's like instead of coming up with a recipe, you're coming up with a recipe on how to keep your lights on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how to how to keep your phone on and your cable within exactly. a week. Exactly. I just went out and bought a thirteen hundred dollar chair, but my gas bill ain't paid. Right. <laughs> you know, but it is what it is, man. Yeah. So it's a constant struggle, and no one's really paying much anymore. Which brings me to it was pretty funny. I was going through my drawer, and I found my first job ever. My pay stubs. Guess how much I got an hour? This is nineteen eighty-seven. Five fifty. Nope. Higher or lower? Lower. No. Three seventy-five. Yep. Three seventy-five was the minimum wage back then. Three dollars and seventy-five cents an hour. Yeah, I got checks for fifty bucks, sixty bucks, ten bucks, fourteen. I can I can tell when I didn't show up for work. And I was supposed to work like you know like twenty hours. It was a part time job. Three seventy-five an hour. Yep. Wow. And when I got that check, we'd all go cash them and go to Wendy's, and then I was. Broke. You know what the fucked up thing is? My last job, and I kid you not, my pay was three seventy five a shift. When I was at Severoli, I would make three hundred seventy five dollars a shift. Wow, three hundred seventy five. Yeah. Nice. And that was without the double time or the holiday right. pay, or that was all corporate. Yep. And I still ain't got no fucking money. So what's the difference? Because <laughs> you know what it is. You know what people don't realize. A lot of people, if you know these people. There's people that have money that can save the money and they bankroll money and their family's got money. But when you get into that higher bracket, you got to, especially in the corporate world or the corporate chef world, or, you know, you're working in a high-end place, you got to live that lifestyle. You have to play that role. You have to dress the part. You have right. to drive the part. Your apartment has to be the part. You have to live the part. So you're paying that much more money. Right. You're living a lot better. Right, but, but it's costing well. you a whole hell of a lot more. You're still living check to check. Yeah, you know, when I worked in Severoli, I remember the apartment I wanted took two months to get ready. So I actually rented a hotel for two months. One of those extended stay places with the kitchen and the and it was great. I got it for a thousand dollars a month. And I had to walk my dog, clean my laundry, right. all marble, jacuzzi. You know, and I would, I would come back to the room where my roaches would be in the ashtray from all the weed that I smoked and all the, the stems and seeds would be like in another. They were awesome. Yeah. But, like, I'm like, people don't like I have money. Like, I'm living in a fucking hotel because my apartment isn't ready. Right. I'm barely making the brand new car payments. You know what I'm saying? The, the clothes, the shoes I'm wearing, I got to wear $100, $200 shoes because I got to walk in the corporate meetings. I can't walk in like a fucking bum. Right. So even though I'm making more money, it's costing me more money to live this way. Yeah. You know? And even once you get there, and it's sad to say, you can make a ton of money, and when the check comes, it's nowhere near that with all the time. Oh, no. You go into the different brackets. You get asked, you might as well just bend over and spread your ass cheeks wide open when it comes time to get packed up. Yeah. Because you get royally fucked. Like when I worked at the handicap place or whatever, the uh, harvest, I made a hundred grand. But 
every week, you know, after they took out the benefits and this and the Social Security and all that stuff. I think I was getting 1500 a week. Yes. Working 60 hours, you yes. know. I came, I was making 80, 87, I think it was, and I was coming home at 1101. It was a weird number, like 1101 or 1111, whatever it was, yeah. I came home in a week. But my check was over $2,000 a week, and half was gone. Right. Half. Yeah. We ain't married, motherfucker. <laughs> you don't deserve half. Yeah. And the greatest is you, you were kind of on it. Like, you, you make that much money. And the thing that sucks is when you make that much money, you can get loans to make your bills less. When you're broke, you go to get a loan or to, to refinance something or to lower your thing, and no one will help you out. No. <laughs> it's like, no, you're going to pay extra now. I'm like, I don't understand this. I know. It's absolutely fucking crazy. Yeah. But so we got uh, Tom Hunnell's going to be calling in today. Okay. We're gonna try. I think he got a new gig, so he's gonna talk yeah, about that. Yeah, long time guest there. Yes, uh, Stevie Lee's calling in around nine o'clock to check in. We missed him last week. He texted me during the show. I didn't see it, and he said, "Great show." I didn't even want to call in. Like I wasn't sure if I should call in or not and throw it off. So I'll talk to you next week. Anyway, right. so you know, doing that. We gotta get we gotta get Chewy back on here. Matter yeah. of fact. I'm going to call Chewy one of these days live from the show and break his balls because he's always saying he's coming back in. He tags us in every fucking picture. The guy's got all these pictures of all this fucking food. And I want to live his lifestyle. Yeah, he's losing a ton of weight. Guy looks fantastic. That's what's pissing me off. The guy does look fucking great, Chewy. If you're listening, you look great, you fucking cocksucker. Yeah. Well, you know no starch. No starch. He's got his vegetables. I see a potato steak. there. Uh, it's a potato. I thought it was cauliflower or something. That's a potato. Uh, and he gets the potatoes with the. I guess everything in moderation. I ate so much this weekend that my skin was hot as a rock because I will be. Out. I will be honest with you. For Thanksgiving, I ate so fucking much. It was just. I ate so much, and I, I make this stuffing with the skinny sausage and cheese and parsley sausage, uh-huh. sauteed fennel, caramelized onions, and apple. And I throw it. And actually, we use some stovetop boxes because we needed to make a few more. Right. But, I love stovetop. Yeah, stuff. so do I. I hate to say it, I'm sorry. I love stovetop stuff. Yeah. Even the bells, bells put out a good stuffing. But um, we did four boxes of stuffing, and then you know the stuffing from the bread that I stuffed the turkey with. And by the day after, the stuffing was cut. Yeah. There was eight people. Like I just ate stuffing like it was a piece of lasagna. Yeah, I cut well, it into a nice wedge. And that's what I miss about not being home or anything. I didn't get any leftovers. Even cold stuffing. Did you ever do stuffing? Love cold? cold stuffing. Yeah. Cold stuffing's fantastic. And then, like last year, I was talking to my buddy Ray that Did made a little video. We made the stuffing meatballs and put it in the soup. So he doesn't know. Him, a lot of guys that I worked with through the years gave up the cooking life to make money. One guy's working on a, a Staten Island Rapid Transit. This guy's in the Teamsters Union, drives trucks and stuff, and goes, you know, I'll cook when I want to. You know, I'll yeah. freelance and make just to get back in. It's not even for the money. It's just. You know, sometimes it's a simpler life, you know. Some people got it right, working the 20 years and out. Yeah. And then getting another job, but still getting a pension. I don't, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, let's get to, into some news here. CTF News with Big and Beefy. All right. So, starting off on com, pretty cool. They're going to be doing this in... Uh, Britain says, here's one way to ease back into a work week after a cannabis-infused Thanksgiving turkey. 
Ooh. Brew your coffee with weed. CBS reports a Canadian medical marijuana supplier, Can Trust, has applied for a license to produce a new option for waking and baking. Dubbed the Can Cup, each K-Cup style capsule will contain a single serving of coffee, tea, or hot chocolate spiked with a dose of cannabis. Dude, I'm telling you, marijuana is the fucking cure-all. I don't care what anybody tells me. There's plenty of times when I've been sick, I've been hungover, I got pain, and, you know, joint pain, wrist yeah. pain, arthritis pain, your sister's ass pain, cocaine, any kind of pain. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not saying, look, Major I'm not saying, pain? Yeah. Remember that movie? <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying smoke 20 joints and get blunted out. But I'm saying marijuana using the right purpose, a couple of puffs, a couple of puffs off your vape or something. And it fucking helps. Yeah. But, I mean, I wish. I, w- I wish I could. I just get stupid. But lately, my knees, my, my arthritis of my knees and shoulders are killing me. And I, I know it's because I'm eating nonstop. I'm eating nonstop. I ate a gallon of ice cream the other day just sitting down watching Trainwreck. Great movie. If you get to rent it or whatever, Trainwreck. Who's Trainwreck? Amy Schumer. And, uh... Um, What's the movie about? It's she's like a hot mess. She sleeps with everybody and, and bangs everyone. And she meets this medical doctor, guy Bill Hader from Saturday Night Live. Yep, Live yep, and yep, then yep, they I fall in love. Yep. His best friend is um, the basketball player for Cleveland. What the hell's his name? The biggest guy ever. like The new Michael Jordan. Whatever. Yeah, I but that's his best it. friend. It's a great movie. But I ate a gallon of ice cream just sitting there. Wow. And Pa, I'm like, what the hell? And then I also, while I was in Philly, I saw Trumbo, which was a pretty good movie. It's about, like, all the uh, movie writers blacklisted back in the 40s and 50s for being communists. Yeah, stuff. Okay. But it was pretty cool. But uh, here's some more news. Costco has an, they're joining the E. coli breakout. Wow. The chicken salad had celery that was E. coli uh, carrying. So they had to recall all uh, all the chicken salad, a mixture of diced celery and onion, and it's now been recalled. So they buy it all pre-cut, I guess, and whatever was in the bag got all fucked up. And this E. coli is crazy, man. It's breaking oh. out. And, all, and it's not just one little mom and pop store. It's all these chains because they all buy from the same guy. Yeah, and I'm, I'm shocked because Costco, too, we, when I worked for Severoli, we made the Kirkland brand for Costco, and their guidelines... They used to come in our factory and, and inspect. You had to have a 98.9 rating or they would not let you make their product. And let me right. tell you something. They were worse than the, than the FDA and, 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 and the food inspector guys. Yep. But here's, here's a little sad story that I saw the other day and I just found. Um, kind of crazy. A waitress was shot in the head in a waffle house in Mississippi after she asked a customer not to smoke in the restaurant. Um, oh, I saw that. I yeah. saw that. Julie Brightwell, 52, was shot in the head by, and they got the guy, Johnny Max, after she asked him not to smoke in the restaurant. The dude was an ex-firefighter, but apparently his altercation cannot be put out. Well, pun, a little pun on words. They're not funny. But he's now being charged with first-degree murder and held on a two-minute. Like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, are you that fucking sick in the head? Don't smoke. Probably. Dang. You saw, I mean, to do that, you got to be, there's something. 
Look, even if you got to be crazy, and I'm a little bit motherfuckery sometimes, too. I light up a cigarette, I blow the smoke in your face just to be a jerk off. But I wouldn't even do that because that's just wrong and disrespectful. But to shoot someone in the head, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's funny because that was the other story I had right there that yeah. I looked at. But uh, yeah, it's just crazy, and I feel bad because it was Thanksgiving. Now condolences go out to her family and, and friends. And uh, yeah. it's just a shame. You know, here's a waitress trying to make a living. Right. And probably hustling and had six other jobs because the Waffle House wasn't cutting it. Yeah. And she got shot in the fucking head. Yeah, so the story you were just talking about is Reese's Christmas tree peanut butter cups are a massive failure. And people are, like, complaining and all that because it doesn't look like a Christmas tree. It looks exactly like the Easter egg. The, uh, you know, the peanut butter eggs would have great. But they say it just looks like a blob, but... You know, what do you want? What do you want these people I do agree. It, 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 it is the tastiest of all the Reese's treats, though. But it does look like a fucking... A, uh, yeah, it looks a like a, a blob. But it looks like the Easter Reese's egg for Easter. Yeah. And those are delicious. I like those better than the peanut butter cups because it's packed with, uh, with uh, peanut butter stuff. So... I got another thing here. McDonald's vows to hunt down rodent head hamburger culprit. A McDonald's in Mexico, someone got a burger and they tweeted out with a severed rat head on their burger just to get money. You know, so they had they actually shut it down on Twitter, and the um, yeah, festival isn't putting up with any more blows to its struggling reputation. The Mexican division is fighting back against claims that one of its restaurants served burger top with a severed rodent head. Crazy. I ate a burger the other day from Mexico, and Jose jumped out of it. He was hiding in the mud to try to cross the border. (laughs) (laughs) But it says it was planted there, of course, calling the reports false and adding that we operate under the strictest quality controls. I mean, who's sick enough to do that? You know? Well, here's the thing. Look, the fast food places... You know, they are taking a little bit of a beating, but maybe they do need to clean up their act a little bit. Well, yeah, it says health inspectors have released a statement confirming the animal wasn't cooked in the restaurant. So people are just going all the extra mile and doing crazy shit now just to get money. And it's it's fucking nuts. But here's someone that sticks up for the restaurant people. The National Restaurant Association plans to sue the Department of Health over salt labeling. Okay. So now look at this. Look at this picture. It's like a triangle and a giant salt shaker that they're doing, making all of these, um, all of the chains and stuff put on if it exceeds a certain amount of uh, salt. But like, I mean, it's just crazy. You know How many labels know? are going to be on food now? No, but I, you're right. You're absolutely right, and I agree. But I do agree with that salt label, and I think there should be a sugar label like that too. Take away all the other bullshit, because that's all unnecessary. Right. The two things that are unnecessary is the sugar and the salt. Right. Because you you, you eat these fruits, and it's funny, because Philomena brought these fruit cups the other day. Mango and... Um, right. And it's supposed to be... Orange, it looks really good, and we opened it. Still, it's 23 grams of sugar and a half a cup of fruit cup. Yeah. 23 grams of sugar. That's the That's what was it out to fucking blow. You know how many lines you can make out of 23 <laughs> fucking grams of fucking sugar? <laughs> But yep. think about that. That's a half a cup and 23 grams of sugar. I mean, that's out of control. You're right. You think it's healthy. That's where the sugar label should go on. And even the salt. You look at some of these products, right. it's 10 grams of salt. Yeah, everything is 
salt is the first ingredient on all those rubs and commercials, spices and stuff or whatever, of flavorings, the first thing is salt. That's it. Wow. It's salt and then all different colorings. So, you know, Restaurant Association is going to try to sue. But, you know, speaking of sugar, in Utah, there's no, like, booze or coffee allowed in Utah. Like, they're not allowed to do anything, so soda is key. So they have all these little, like, cafes now serving soda, but they call it dirty soda. And there's two places fighting back and forth who owns the dirty name. And it's like a Dr. Pepper with coconut syrup. And so it's just, they flavor all fucking crazy. Uh, it's called, like, Sodalicious is the place. So, like, uh, the best sellers, Extra Dirty Second Wife. There's Mountain Dew, fruit syrup, and a shot of half and half. And then down the road, there's a place Swig. They like the missionary. It's Sprite, Tiger's Blood Syrup, and Coconut Cream. So they're making, like, almost creamsicle stuff, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, that's pretty cool. Well, here's another interesting product that I would love to have. You know, like those little pixie stick straws? Uh-huh. Well, they got one filled with honey, and it's honey and THC extract. And you simply just cut this open. It's got 70 milligrams of THC. And people are just cutting these open and popping them in. And that's like they, instead of drinking coffee or eating something, right. they're popping one of these in. And it's supposed to give you, even though it's marijuana, there, they say with the honey and the THC and something else, that it's giving you energy and making you more alert. Really? Now, I'm sorry to say, but listen, and I've done this. I know it's going to sound stupid and childish. But I'm a huge Call of Duty fan, Grand Theft Auto fan on my, you know, PlayStation. I play better when I'm stoned. My reaction time is quicker. Same thing when I drive. I drive better when I'm stoned. Yeah. I don't care what you tell me. I've done it. I've tested myself a million times. Let me drive straight. I bump into everything. I drive stoned. I'm aware of everything around me. Right. Primarily because I don't want to crash on the way to my cat. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it, there's so many uses for this. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's nuts. So I think we got uh, the chef on the line. Let's let's pick up and see if it's him. Hey, you're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. What's going on? Hello. Hello there. Hello, it's Chef Thomas. What up there, Chef Tom? How's things going with you over there in Rhode Island? Very well. How's things with you? Yeah, we're, we're doing good, you know. We're staying alive over here. You know, can't complain. Now, uh, do you got a new gig? Did I see something about, like, a German place you're working at? Uh, yes. Uh, we'll be opening that up uh, within uh, probably this week or the beginning of next week. So that's nice. A, another thing. This I can't wait. I think I finally found home, like, a great uh, restaurant group, hospitality group. Uh, Mr. Morocco owns a few other different restaurants here. Oh, nice. In the same area, so you know, I, I'm just bouncing all over the place and uh, finally uh, make corporate chef. So. Oh, cool, nice, good for you, man. Your hustling, the hustling pays off, you know. <laughs> Would you say days off? The hustling pays off. No days off. Oh, fuck that! No way. <laughs> no, you, you yeah. got to lose a limb to get a day off. No, we're pretty good. And uh, this is uh, like every restaurant that has gone, you know, I just see my myself grow. And 
you know, I, I know what my self worth is, and I, I know what I can bring to the table. So I, I do ask of the owners, you know, I, I'm a, I have two days off for my family. Oh, cool. And, uh, and they, they definitely respect that. So. Right. Well, I, I'll tell you the truth. I mean, those 60, 70-hour work weeks and stuff, once you go corporate, they don't want you to do that because they're going to have to pay you more, and then there's time and a half, you know, but, they, you know, you get your benefits. You, you get It's worth it to, to do that, especially if you have a family. You still get to cook. You just have to have a few more meetings about nothing. But Exactly. <laughs> you know, oh, we got to have a meeting about our next meeting. Okay, great. Whatever you want to do. Right. You're paying me, and you let me, you know, we get a brand-new kitchen. That's awesome. <laughs> right. But this this place, I know, that this place I'll, I'll put my hands will totally be in. I'll, I'll set it up from scratch and how everything, uh, how everything should be presented, done. And I think that's pretty cool because nice. I've never been able to open up a restaurant, you know, by myself. I've always worked with another chef, or I was under right, another right. chef. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like it's real secret for me. So yeah, that's going to be you all over this menu. My baby. <laughs> my baby. Yeah. Now, is it going to be all German food and stuff? Uh, it's, 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 it's going to be, yes. But then we're going to have also some great specials in-house, too. We're going to be doing right. things that uh, no, nobody's even seen on Federal Hill. <laughs> Yeah. That I can't wait to do. Yeah, German food's one of my favorite things to make. You know, I'm German, but, you know, German and Irish, but the German is great. I mean, there's the the salabrat alone. I love that it takes two weeks to sit there in a brine and, you know, it's such a. uh, I love it. I love it. And the fluffling, the the spetzel. You know, that was one of the first things they made. When I was in Tribeca Grill, I made Spetzel. Nice. One of the first things I got to do by myself, and, and you know, I just was up and coming. I just, you know, was in prep, and I got on the line. Right. They would teach me the line. Right. The first thing I got taught to make was German pasta. <laughs> I was not old for it, but I got to tell you, I love it. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's all heavy. It's sausages. It's braised meats. Yeah. And that's beer that's and fucking sausage. How can you go wrong with beer and sausage? You can't. You can't. Right. Now, now well, he came up with the concept. The owner, um, Mr. Morocco, is you know have who can, why, why not have Oktoberfest all year round? Yeah. So this is it's going to be a nice spot over on Federal Hill. It's going to be very, very busy. It's going to be nonstop. It's going to be open. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, the uh, I have a German place down the street from me called. Uh, Nuremberg Cafe or whatever, and Nuremberg. they won best burger in New York City. You know, yeah, and it's right. great. Really? You know, the waitresses, waitresses walk around in like the old German. Where is this place? Right down on Castleton. What is it called? Nuremberger. Nuremberger. Nuremberger Beer House, and they got like a a, hall, a whole beer hall next to it, and inside they got the little loompa music playing and Oompa. shit. Yeah. yeah, oh, it's great. It's it's good stuff, but you know, braised red cabbage and fucking the best thing for the yeah. sour brat, and you put ginger snap cookies in the gravy, and it's hands down the best stuff you'll ever have. Yep, believe it. I know, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so what else is going on? How's the family doing? Growing, oh my God, growing every day. They just grow. I, I love it. I, 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 there's, there's two things that I love making. I love making babies with my wife, and I love I love making food. Nice. <laughs> so 
that's the, you know that's what we do. Hey, uh, another cool, thing man. I got my hand, another thing I got my hands involved in was uh, called uh, it's a program here. It's uh, over at it's called Education in Action, and I'm doing a huge event for them on or uh, December 11th. And it's uh, basically it teaches finances, and I think it's a great concept because a lot of people know my story about me being in and out of prison almost my entire life, and finally, six and a half years ago, last time coming out, uh, you know, I, I put my talent to work. Right. And um, now that I get you know a good paying job at 36, uh, a well paying job, uh, I'm just learning finances. Because of yeah. my mess ups, so this program I had decided to link up with them, and they they reached out to me and said, "Hey, we we have something here." You know what I mean? So because I'm still struggling, you know, to how to deal with my finances at 36 years old, it's okay to say that, you know. Right. Uh, I, I, no, no one, no one showed me that because of where I came from. So, and a, a lot of people in this area, you know, struggle with that. You know, nobody's showing them how how to or what to, especially in the middle schools. You know, they're teaching them history. They're teaching them everything else, I think, very right. poorly. But it's <laughs> yeah. finances, financials. What are you going to do when you get that you know, a good job? When you find I know. Well, hey, that's everybody's everybody's problem. So, everybody's so used to going, oh, wow, look at those Jordans. You know, kids being $100, right. $100 for a pair of shoes, you know, just blowing it. So now they come out with, you know, a 100000 year plus job, and they're going to blow through it very quickly if they don't know how to use their finances. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same with chefs. Half of us, as soon as we get money on payday, it's gone in like three days. <laughs> like, what? Well, I never get time to spend home enough, and I want to buy this, I want to buy that, and then it's, you know, buy yeah. everyone drinks, and yeah, then you're good, done. It's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. Feeling. Yeah, it's, it's good to have money, but it's also good to look at a uh, – like an invoice saying that you have X amount of thousand dollars just sitting there getting bigger and you don't even know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Isn't that right? Isn't that, isn't that funny how we look at numbers all day long? Yeah. You know, we play with numbers, you know, we play with vendors and we look at the invoices, who's got the better product for the cheapest price. And, but yeah, soon as soon as payday comes and it's like, shoom, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I used to budget three restaurants. When I was in the city, and I think it was like a twenty-eight thousand dollar budget, thirty thousand dollar budget, for all three restaurants. Yeah. But meanwhile, I couldn't balance my fucking checkbook. I mean, right. bouncing checks. <laughs> you know, I've been leaving bouncing fucking checks. But I handled twenty-eight thousand dollar budget for three restaurants like it was nothing. Right. Making all kinds right. of deals. But as soon as you get that check, bye bye. But the good thing about it, the savings and stuff. You know, when I had my, my corporate gig and I was making a lot of money, I had a lot put away. And then when uh, I left that job, I had all this money to actually pay my bills when I had nothing. You know, so yeah. it kind I of sucks when you, you spend your pension. You're supposed to do that when you retire, but I worked at a place for four years and I but pissed the pension, pension away. My pension right now is my piggy bank. I got this yeah. one piggy bank and it's the other one that I finally filled up. And it's got to be maybe about $400 in coins and dollars, but... I was like, all right, I yeah. finally filled up. I can't save money in the fucking bank anymore. Right. But at least I filled up the fucking piggy bank. Exactly. You got to start somewhere. Baby <laughs> right. steps. I know. Baby steps. You can't go out and blow all your money on marijuana and alcohol anymore. No. Nah. Those days are long over. <laughs> no. That's why I wish we were into uh, the barter system. Like, like, I always talk about all these, like, Alaska shows and stuff. 
And it's pretty yeah. great because some of these guys don't have a pot to piss in, but they got their lid. They, they need firewood. They're going to trade a goat for that, or the mother makes a pie, and then they get siding for the house. It's it's crazy. But that, met, that's, um, speaking of Alaska, uh, about a month ago, uh, me and Sarah, we did a, uh, an event, uh, an after-party event for a wedding. And, uh, you know, some owners from, uh, like, the – they they get the honey out there. They make their own honey. They have their own collection, their own beehives, or, or, or how it how it's done out there. And this yeah. is the best tasting honey. This is the best tasting honey I have ever had, ever, 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 ever. I don't know how much it is, but I, I, I was just talk, talking about it about the uh, the Alaskan honey as you just mentioned. Yeah, because it's pure. There's no there's no uh, pollution out there, and it's just awesome. wild forest and. It's you know that things taste better out there because it's just there's no no fucking byproducts in it to make money. They yeah. just you know a lot of these people and you know honey make. I would love to have a beehive on my back porch, but my girlfriend's yeah. deadly deadly allergic to bees and that would kill her. But there's some people around here, especially in Brooklyn, they got all the apartment roofs covered in beehives, and then they sell Brooklyn honey and there's farms on all the roofs. And, you know, it's starting to, that's, that's where everyone's going towards, you know, they, you know, all the homemade artisan pickles now and all the artisan breads and everyone's starting to go into, you know, all that homemade farm stuff now, because it just tastes better instead of buying it, it from craft, you know? It's wholesome right. and most of it's Yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish, I wish I could afford to do that. I would make bacon fat soap all day, all night, and sell it. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I make it for fun, and it's great, and all my friends love it and stuff. And I'm like, I really wish I could just make bacon soap and have like a little garage and just, you know, do that. Have a beehive and <laughs> and a chicken coop, and I'd be set. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I was we talking. I seen the uh, that thing online or on Facebook about we were talking about steak and cheese. Oh, the Philly cheese! I was in Philly uh, this weekend, just eating yep. all the different cheesesteak spots. Oh, I've never been to Philly. Never been to Philly. Yeah, this is. I've been there once on like a class trip, but then I was. So this weekend, me and my girl, we blew up Thanksgiving and went down there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and just. Ate cheesesteaks and drank in Philly all week. They got like a, we stayed in like the old city or whatever, and it's, you know, Ben Franklin's old printing press and uh, Betsy Ross's yeah. house and all that stuff, so it was cool. You know, all, all the little pubs and shit and little restaurants and stuff, but nothing beats New York. I mean, it was 9 o'clock on a Friday night there, and it, it looked like, uh, like the day after, there was no people around. It was us walking around like a major city, and there was no one out. It was crazy. <laughs> so, uh, more about the uh, the beer. It's beer garden, right? That's what it's going to be called. Oh yeah, that's that'll be that's what it'll be called. So we're looking maybe this weekend or the beginning of next week to open up. That's what we're looking for. Nice. I'm very excited. Now, so I, I do you have I, the do you have the menu set already or? Yeah, menu menu menu. There's a few more things that that being worked worked on, and hopefully we can uh, fix it this week. No, and, give me uh, give me a couple of things that you that is like the Tom Huddle, that's on the menu, like the good stuff that you. 
this menu is this this menu right here is from the owner. This is the owner's idea. So this is from John Morocco. This is the menu that he put together, and it's oh, wow. very small. And what? So I'm going to be cooking his menu when he wants out there. You know, it's it's to go along with the German theme to keep that, and then I'll be able to putting put a flair on uh, daily specials or weekend specials. Yeah. There is this some you got to put. I don't know if it's on the menu, but you definitely got to do it as a special. This place down here sells out of them. You have to order it ahead of time. And it's kind of like asabuco, but pork. And you braise it forever, but then before you serve it, you throw it in the fryer, and all the skin crisps up on the outside, and then they serve it with, like, some sauerkraut and, like, a ginger gravy. Oh, my God, it's phenomenal. Almost like like a chicharroni. Yeah, it's like a German chicharroni. <laughs> but it's like all braised, it's shred. The pork is still on the bone. You know, it's, it's a pork shank. And they, you, you cook it like a lamb shank or an asabuco. But right before you serve it, you, you, you throw it in some hot oil and fry it up. Oh, my God. Little dumplings on the side. Forget about it. Yum, yum. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, love, I love German food, man. I can't. I was in I was in Munich for like about four days a few years back, and all I did was eat sausages, salabratin, and drink tons and tons of beer and pretzels. <laughs> How did oh, <laughs> you feel afterwards? I felt great because it was in Europe. It, like you could eat great. the meat there, and it was you didn't feel like you know you want to pull your skin off. Everything, yeah. you digest it well. There's no steroids. There's no filler. There's no this. Everything is fresh from a farm. It was unbelievable. It just tastes fresh. Like the sausage that we're making was melting in your mouth, and it wasn't like the one you buy in a box frozen. Yeah. You know, it was all just natural farm, like vegetables in with the sausage, and they make it with the Heffenweiss beer. Oh, my God. It just, it's phenomenal. Anywhere in Europe, Better food. You guys should come down and visit. I definitely will, man. If I had time, I'd, I'd be down there all the time in, in your spots. It's just, <laughs> it's, you know, Rhode Island is probably about a six-hour trip for me. Yes. So, you know, it's got to it's gotta be planned. <laughs> but definitely, if I'm down there, I'm going to stop in the beer garden because I, I love that stuff. Do you have any dumplings on there or spetzel or anything or not yet? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You're, na- you're, naming, you're naming things that are on, on the menu, that's for sure. <laughs> nice. You, you've hit upon some, some key some key points and some key items that would be top sellers. Yeah. I used to make, I would always have leftover turkey breasts that I didn't cook for Thanksgiving, and I would soak yeah. it in, in a... And a sauerbraten brine, it was and it was turkey brine, and then I would cook it like that, and it was phenomenal. I'm gonna tell it was that. like it was it was almost like uh, sauerbraten, but turkey. So you can you get an electric knife or something, and just carve it in big hunks, and it would just fall apart. Oh my god! I guess German German stuff well. is good, I'm, man. I'm yeah. But the Germans are also big into just cooking whole chickens or half chickens. You know, that's in every bar over there, yeah. So they, they're going to have a whole line of all the German beers and stuff. 
Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, ex- yes, uh, just about everything. Uh, nice. he's, yeah, he, he he went all out, on, especially on the the beers. You know, that was the theme to stick to the stick to the German theme, and uh, have it Oktoberfest all year round. Nice. Very, very nice. So, um, what are the other two places that you're in charge of now? Uh, there's, there's Dolce Vita, and then it's the, uh, it was, Med, um, I'm not at Med- Mediterranean, but that one just got sold, that restaurant, and then, uh, right. and it's going to be expanding on the, uh, the, the hotel side also. Oh, cool. Nice. Congrats, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Every time you call in, you're just doing better and better. I'm, I'm happy for you, man. I'm trying, and that's what I do. Const, constant improvement, and then yeah. all the people helping. You know, it's constant improvement, and not, and not being so prideful and and asking for the help. You know, hey, hey, right. show me how to do that because you know I didn't, I didn't, I didn't move that far this uh, that that far that fast without asking. I, I needed to know because I I don't know. Right. Well, that's the thing. You never act like you know everything. Never. Once you do that, you might as well cash it in. It's impossible. I I need to learn something every day, and somebody's always willing to help me. So uh, I'm very very thankful for that. I'll tell you what. I learned some of my greatest cooking tricks from, like, dishwashers and food prep guys from, like, Mexico or Peru and stuff. They know. and. And I cook like yes. that at home now. I cook the fish heads yes. just for the cheeks and all the scraps. You know, one guy used to take all the uh, all the chicken necks when we had whole chickens, and he would just yep. olive oil, garlic, and cumin in a pan and fry them like slow and low. And we would sit there and yep. eat chicken necks day in yep. and day out. It was delicious. Yeah. But yeah, so I always learn from these guys. The exact same way. The exact same way. I've learned. I've learned so much from everybody. From yeah. you know, dishwashing to other other chefs to restaurant owners, and it's been a great ride, and I can't. Yeah, wait that's to when you know you're a real chef is when you can say you learned from dishwashers and yeah. other people because you get these people that think they know it all, and they don't want no, to. I think suggest to anybody. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm always like, exactly. how do you do it? Let's try it your way or yeah. whatever, and yeah. you know, but you always, take bits and pieces you know, you, you, you way, man. Yeah, you never knock somebody because you don't know. Like I, I've never like you know if I had somebody on the line, hey, this way looks better. Let's add this to that. Like, hey, right, let's try it. And it's yeah. sure enough, it comes, it comes out better and it tastes better. And that also gets them inspired. Like, oh wow, I just I, look what I just did. He he approved of it or or he he, he liked it. So I just inspired him, but he didn't know that he inspired me to make sure I stay on my toes. Yeah. I forgot what the dish was, but I was at someone's house, and I was watching them do something, and my first thought was, wow, that's not going to be that good. They're doing it different than I do it. And the end result was just like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, that worked. Right. Like, you don't know. Right. You don't know. It's like, especially being an Italian, my family's very traditionalist when it comes to certain dishes, and, oh, don't put cheese on pasta, and all this other shit. But if you learn to open to suggestions and different techniques... You know, you can combine things together. Just make your own stuff, man. Yeah. Look, good food is good food. It doesn't matter how you get there. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I want to do, just deliver a great product. Exactly. You know, sometimes you, you taste some of these guys' food that is from where how they grew up and, like, 
you know, yeah. the plains of Mexico, and you eat, and you're like, oh, my God, I, I can't even swallow this. Yeah. But, but it's how it's they're using cheeses they grew up with. and. Well, there's that, and the other side to that is every family, I believe, has that one great dish that they've done for umpteen years. Right. And gets passed down to tradition to tradition. Every yeah. family has that. I used to tell my dishwasher, my prep cooks, you know, we would make family meals. Like, make what you would make at home. Make that one dish yeah. that your mother or your grandmother or that you've been eating for years and give me your version of it. Yeah. And they would be so yeah. proud coming up. And they, and they come out with some amazing fucking dishes, man. Yeah. And that's cool to see somebody evolve. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they just like, yeah. You know what I mean? Because you know they can do it, but it, 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 it's a good feeling, too, inside for us to see that. Yeah, except when, they, when they're when they like, oh, my God, how is it? And they ask you a million questions. It's gross. You're a <laughs> chef. I'm like, I don't care. I'll eat dog shit if you put parsley on it as long as it's good. If it looks good and tastes good, then, it, you, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll eat plain stuff. You know, just let me have a salt shaker on the side. I'll, I'll liven it up for my taste, but... You know, I'll eat everybody's food. I hate when they're afraid to cook for me because they think I'll critique it. I only critique yeah. it if you hire me to be a judge, you know, like at an event. Exactly. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah. you know, you should do this, you should do that. When they want to be judged, you know, they're entering this thing to be judged. But if you're sitting at home, I'm not going to sit there and go, well, what I would have done, I'm like, this is delicious. Yeah. You know? Sometimes you got to swallow it down if it's not, but you make them feel good anyway. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know. I don't well, know. Guys, it, was nice, it was definitely nice chatting with you, and thank you for allowing me to come on the show again. All right. Why don't you uh, give the address of the place out there in Rhode Island and a little bit about it and where they can get in touch, you know, for the people that are listening that are going to be in Rhode Island. So that's at one sixty. Oh, my God, he cut off. Wow. <laughs> that was like a movie. Yeah. You know, when somebody's on their deathbed, all my money is hidden in the... Uh, yep, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, just uh, go visit him. It's Thomas Iron Chef Hunold on Facebook, and uh, it's Beer Gun, B-I-E-R-G-A-R-D-E-N, I believe, is his new restaurant. So, uh, yeah, check it out. All right, why don't we do a couple of radio drops and uh, come back in a minute. All right, cool. This is Tommy Cash from the Kettle Black and Bay Ridge, Cobra Tacos, and the Lockyard Beer Garden. You're listening to my boys, Big and Beefy. What's up, everybody? This is John Sir from White Cloud Catering and soon-to-be Fired Up Chefs. You're here with Big and Beefy. Hey, this is family chef Vince Leone, and you're listening to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. This is uh, Chef Noel, Corner in India. You're listening to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. Here is Klaus Konstner, Chef at Grillstone Scotch Plain. You're listening to Chewing the Fat with Big and PV. You will be back. This is Steve Sharper. I'm Chewing the Fat with Big and PV. 
Hello, everybody. This is Vinny Cotty from Hell's Kitchen in Room 55, chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Hey, this is Chef Jessica Vogel, and I just got sandwiched by Big and Beefy. You're listening to Chewing the Fat. This is Chef Barrett, Season 11, Hell's Kitchen. I'm chewing the fat, you're chewing the fat. We're all chewing the fat with Big and Beefy, right here. Matter of fact, we got to give Vinny a call. Vin's got some big news to announce, and uh, we're not going to say anything, and we're going to be doing something with Vin soon, I hope, in January. And uh, let's get him up. Matter of fact, we're going to see if we get him to call in next week. I'll reach out to him on a week after, and uh, we'll take it from there. But I think we got Tom, Thomas Hummel call back in. Is that him? No, we got uh All right, now, this is – before I pick him up, I promised him – oh, man – I promised him something, so just hang hang with me quick. Steve, I'll, I'll introduce you. I'm just trying to find this. But it's Stephen Lee from Master Shots coming Stevie up. Stephen Lee, all right. So, uh, wait, I won't bring you on yet. All right, here we go. Barbie and Ken, you know, like the Barbie dolls. 
Yeah. It would be it would be like a crab apple intended for uh Barbie. Oh, all right. It's like that it's like that small. It's about really? like the size of like maybe the size of your thumb, I suppose. It's like oh, all right. orange, so it's kinda like fleshy color. Right. So it's kinda it's kinda it's, kinda, it's, it's more like a berry then, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say like a lar maybe a large um, like yeah, a large berry. Yeah. Oh, cool. And it's, um, yeah, I got I to mess around with some of those. Yeah, well, you know, you have to, um, you have to, you have to steep them in, you know, in water to get that flavor out. I mean, you can eat them like, I'm eating one right now, you know, and <laughs> it's all right. But um, really, it's all about that punch. It's all about right. Christmas time punch, you know. And oh, cool. um, the flavor, the flavor is uh is uh tart a little tart with um like uh I don't know if you ever had like lychee lychee yeah absolutely uh-huh. yeah because they got they got those on your side down in the, uh, Florida right my my friend oh yeah I love the lychee man. over there yeah so that's that's how I think they would be uh, most similar to that so if you're familiar with lychee you yeah. know uh you can kind of wrap your head around that tejote. Oh, Anyhow, nice. I got to tell my dad. My dad is a bartender, and he does Martini Madness on Wednesday nights. And he always does, like, you know, he likes the, the pickled tamales, you know, the, the small uh, green tomatoes. And he puts, he makes a different oh. martini for everything. I got to tell him about these things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would love these things, for sure. They're totally nice. They, it would be like the new crazy thing happening. I'm surprised not more people use them. I know. I only know my like Latin American fruits from the crazy uh, sodas that they have, because they only have them in like the you know the Latin aisle and stuff. And all the guys I ever worked with always had like bottles of this stuff around. And I'm like, wow, what's yeah. that tamarindo? Ah, delicious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, I know exactly. And that's how I got introduced to a lot of stuff. Is um, I w- I was a farmer up in the Northwest, and you know I, I did most of my farming with, uh, you know, oh, Mex- basically, I was just working side-by-side side with the Mexicans. And uh, and so I, that's where I got a lot of my um, introduction into, you know, how to make the um, authentic, you know, uh, tamales and, uh, like, this fruit punch, you know. And, you know, of course, uh, you know, they bring, like, gallons in uh, milk milk gallons of uh, mezcal from Oaxaca up, you know, to the northwest, and we'd sit out in the field and get all messed up, you know, off of mezcal. Nice. And, you know, so, yeah, it was some fun times. I was, you know, I was listening to your, I was listening to the show before I came on, and you were talking about beekeeping, and I was a beekeeper up there as well. You know, I took care of bees and, and, and did some farming and grew, you know, a bunch of different varieties of uh, foods and herbs and uh, medicinals and this sort of thing, so. Yes. That was a, that was a lifestyle, you know. That's that's totally what I'm into. I know. I want yeah. that lifestyle. I want that lifestyle, man. I want to wake up, smell the nice, you know, uh, the free air, and you know, go out yeah. on the farm and pick my own food yeah. and grow my own food. Yeah. Because my brother-in-law has a, a chicken coop. It's the coolest thing. But he's in the middle of the city. But in his yard, he's yeah. got a chicken coop, and the eggs are fantastic. Yeah, they're great. But, uh, I know. Well, I got a couple of sure. uh, messages for you, Stephen. Tina says hello. Oh, and Tina, in the yeah. chat room, you, yeah, and in the chat room we have Julia. She said she had the privilege of having you in her home, 
you got to cook together with her husband and kids. Yeah. Oh, Julia in Las Vegas. Yeah, I guess I so. Love yes. I love Julia. Yeah, I yeah, love I Julia and her family. Just listening yes. to the show now, yeah. Awesome, yeah. She is a super sweet lady. And uh, her daughter uh, was, uh, she had, her daughter tried out for uh, MasterChef Junior uh, a couple years ago. And so I was able to, I, I had a little gig in Las Vegas. I was able to stop at their house and, and we cooked some, made some raviolis together and had a good time. It was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, nice. Julia is nice. top notch. Awesome, awesome. Lots of fun. So what else do we got here in the crops? Is that it? We just got that, uh, what is it called now? The ch- Chiquita? Chiquita? Chiquita <laughs> banana? Be, yeah. It's, it's a tejote. Tejote, that's it, yeah. Yeah, O-C-O-T-E. Tejote. Well, you know, I didn't want to um, overload, you know, your listeners with, you know, uh, just like, a, a you know, a, an undoable list of things to try. So I try right. to keep it simple and just do, you know, like, just do one one at a time. I mean, hopefully, you know, we'll be doing this for a while and we'll just kind of get through what's happening. Of course, uh, you know, the persimmons are still happening right now, uh, and we're starting to get uh, into a lot of the root vegetables. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you know what's yeah. driving me crazy now as a chef is all the people that decorate their house with their pumpkins, and they don't take them in and cook them. They just let them ride yeah, outside. I'm a big fan. Yeah. All of that stuff. They have the gourds and the and like no one even tries to even cook them. You decorate for a little while and then you use them. I know. It yeah. drives me crazy. Uh, Don't get plastic pumpkins well, and decorate your house. Yeah, exactly. I you know, know there's people well, stomping uh, around and you're decorating your house with food. It's like I know Clem decorates his house with prosciuttos and salamis. I had mozzarella <laughs> hanging from my Christmas tree just last year. <laughs> George Supersauce, prosciuttos, roasted peppers hanging. Yeah. But then I took the tree I know. and made a big uh, jambosa out of it, and then we ate it. Nice. Nice, yeah. So, Steve, what did you cook for Thanksgiving for all these people? Was it just straight-up turkey? and? Uh, well, one, one family was a... Um, I do like uh, Mexican style lasagna. Hello. I make a mole. I make a mole sauce. Hello. <laughs> Where the hell's Adele? Oh my. Oh my God! Yeah. Look at him now, Claire. Adele. No. Sing Adele. Adele sings. Oh my God. <laughs> so Adele. Like she's the most famous singer now. That was a mama Adele. It's no, it's an Asian. It's a Adele. Oh, Adele. Adele. Is a singer. Adele is a computer. No, Adele. A D E L E. Oh my God. But anyway, I don't know. We still got Stephen on, but I, I can't hear him. I don't know. Maybe oh, you do that. You? Maybe you do that all the time. What's going on? I do it all the yeah, time. Yeah, there, Stevie. Oh, try, try hanging up. If you can hear us, try hanging up and calling back in because we lost sound. Right. So. Uh, can anybody hear us? Yeah, he just hung up, and now he's. Uh, Hopefully, I don't know. I, th- I think we're still on. My team is typing. So, we don't have a food fight. Do you want to do our top five? I mean, we don't have a top five. Do you want to do our little food fight thing? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Well, we were talking about, you know, there's Black Friday, Cyber Monday's coming up. And we want to do, you know. 
It's time for Big and Beefy's Food Fight. There it is. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, the wire was hanging out of my computer. That's why I couldn't hear anybody. Sorry, Steve. Oh, all right. That was that was wrong with anything. I just couldn't hear anybody, and I, I thought I was going deaf. But then we jiggled the wire, and now it works. My thing is, either you know, you got to jiggle it sometimes to yeah, get it to work. Go on it and try it out. Try it right. out. So we got our, our little food fight going on, and Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Right. It's not really a food show. fight. Was it? It's did more you buy a... online, or did you go to the store? Yeah. I'm a huge fan of buying on Amazon. Got to buy everything fucking online. Yeah. There's certain things you can't buy. Like, you don't buy shoes online. You don't buy some clothes online. Right. And you don't buy furniture online. You got to go into the store for that. Yeah. i tell you what, though. I order online, but I, I'm a big fan of taking the day, going out, doing some shopping, putting some shit in the car, going out, having a beer or two in the mall and something to eat, and then going back shopping. You really are like Martha Stewart. Yeah, I'm a chick. Absolutely. I am a chick. All uh, I know is that Whitman sample of box, you know, that's <laughs> all I'm saying, throwing it out there again. Let everybody know, you know, eight shows ago, ten shows ago, yeah. Rob was, you know, made the bet that he could do something with that Whitman sample of box. The only thing I really can do is put, like, some uh, some fabric on it or something like that. I, think, really not I think you should make it into a coffee table. Like Kramer did the coffee table book about coffee tables. <laughs> Maybe a chocolate box for a chocolate box for a coffee table. It's made into a coffee table. Yeah, I'll try something. I mean, I could make like a little jewelry box with it, but, you know, some cup, cupcake uh, papers and you separate it like that. And you put all, you can do screws, nails, you can do anything you want in it. You really are, Martha Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> you could actually wrap it and make it a present. Uh, okay. So, but it has to be utilized. All right, uh, Steve. When Christmas comes around, are you are you a big shopper? Do you like shopping, or do you? No, no, I hate shopping. Yeah. Uh, I think it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I can't. Now, stand if you if you like me, I, I go shopping. I'm the only two guys that love shopping. I love to shop. I I go shopping. But it, after I'm emptying all the shit out, I'm like, ooh, that was for me. I buy more stuff for me around the holidays and my birthday than yeah. anything. I, I don't know why, because I guess all the sales are out. Oh, yeah, but... next week is my birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. That's right. I forgot about Yay. that. Next yep. week's your birthday? Absolutely. Oh, December 6th. Oh, your birthday. How old are you going to be? 45. Yeah. 45. Oh, good job, man. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. I just turned I 45 last good. week. <laughs> 45, and this little guy will still kick any one of your master chef guys' ass. Ah, oh, here it is again. Here it is again. The challenge is a fine. Are you going to be down in Temecula in April? Uh, you know what? I don't think so. I got some, some uh, things i got to take care of. I would love yeah. to come. And I, I, it's funny because two years in a row, I really wanted to go, and I really tried to put the effort into going, but I just yeah. can't. I can't. If I could, I would be all over it. I know. It's hard, man. I know. Tra- traveling cross country for yep. staying there for however. I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I'm not, I, I just live like an hour and a half away and, you know, it's, it's, it's be whether or not I'll go, but I'm going to give it a try. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I'll see how it goes. 
But, yeah, you know, I'm not the uh, same way now. I'm trying to raise money, but, you know, everyone's sick of giving me money for causes and stuff. So. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think, well, I just, I just uh, finally put the, uh, put the, uh, what, the connection, you know, like the, uh, the advertisement on my Facebook page, like yesterday, I think. Right. Know, where it says, you know, please donate to um, uh, the Michelle's Cancer, Breast Cancer Research Yeah, Michelle's Center. Place. I mean, yeah. it's a cool place. We yeah. went and visited it the last two years. They do a lot, a lot of good for a lot of women. Absolutely. And, Great yeah. cause. I will donate some money again this year. Right. It's but, just cool because, yeah. you you know, if you do something for the Salvation Army or this and that, you never know where the money's going. You know where the money's right. going here. It goes to this little yeah. place just to stay open. They, you know, people donate wigs so the women can go in there. They have a little beauty shop and they can, nice. you know, borrow the wigs. It doesn't cost the women yeah. anything. Yeah. And, uh, they got a daycare center cool. and support groups and all that stuff. And with every four hundred dollars we raise, it gives a woman a free uh, early detection mammogram. Someone that doesn't have right. insurance can afford it. So I mean, yeah. it's worth it. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's a fun weekend. I mean, it's just uh-huh. uh, you know, a bunch of reality show people being reality yeah. show people. And they make us feel like we're, uh, you know, on the cast of Law and Order for the last 20 years. Right, like right. Autograph signing. And, uh, no one knows who the right. hell we are, but they just ask us for autographs anyway. It's the great. greatest thing I ever had happen was we were going to we the Hell's Kitchen guys. We They gave us a private jet into Vegas. The show didn't even add yet. We're just filming it. We come rolling up in the limo outside of Vegas, and they got, you know, like the pretend paparazzi there. And all these people are running up to us asking us for autographs. I have no idea who the fuck we are, what show it yeah. is, but they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, can I have your autograph? And I said to yeah. them, like, you know who I am? I said, I don't care. you got to be famous for all this stuff. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's cool, but, you know, like a lot of people, there's people out there that, you know, they watch our shows, and they, you know, they lie. that's how we met, you know, like Tina and Teresa and all them, they're all diehard, you know, Master Chef, Hell's Kitchen, I mean, I met all these people through all the Hell's Kitchen people, I'm just like, yeah, uh, not so, I'm not, Hell's Kitchen yeah, by it's proxy. not so much Hell's Kitchen, though, right? <laughs> it's more Master Chef. Yeah, yeah, you I got think, it. Stevie. I, I can understand. I, I can understand the the enthusiasm behind Master Chef. I, I don't really understand so much the enthusiasm behind Hell's Kitchen. Maybe you could explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> when you learn how to cook, then you but can get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, have you been watching Master Chef Junior at all? Oh, these kids are amazing, man. Dude, that that I, I swear, I, I can barely make it through half an episode without. I, I, you know, I hate to admit it, but I'm kind of a sensitive guy, right? I sweat. I break down and start crying halfway through the show. Oh, when yeah, I was kids, crying when the kids get kicked off. Oh, it's just so heartwarming and heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Especially Whoa. if you've gone through it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you, like, like we have experience. We've gone through it. Like, I know. I mean, I, I know. Yeah, exactly. You know, I know what it's like standing in front of Ramsey and it's saying, okay. Yeah. Which money yeah. is going home? And I, I, my hair still stands up in my office when he says that. And that music yeah, comes on in the background, and I'm like, because you know that feeling. You're like, fuck, it, is it me? Is it me? It better not be me. And let me tell I you know. something. I, I, I think I went up before Ramsey more than anybody in the history of Hell's Kitchen. 
Because they just voted me up all the fucking time. Yeah, these kids, man, it's, you know, but I, I kind of like it that they kicked them off and stuff. Yeah. Because these, these kids aren't learning winning or losing anymore. They're, when they're in Little League, they're winning when they come in last. Basketball, they, everyone gets a trophy. They don't even keep scoring half of these kids' games anymore. Yeah, is that like, how it should be? It right, should be you got to teach them how to lose a little bit. Yeah. So that's why it's yeah. a fucking spoiled and they expect things. That's yeah. not how life works, man. No, not at all. Kidding me? I, I've lost yeah. my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have kids? Uh, no. No. no, I don't. Oh, yeah, there you go. If it was your kid, you'd be crying a storm. You'd be so pissed. Oh, my God. That's my child. How can you say that to my child? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. But, well, yeah. I feel I, my girlfriend has three kids, and they're yeah, like I my kids. They're like my second. That, that but, you know, and the greatest thing, she has a son, Griffin, and he can care less if he wins or loses. He just wants to be on the team and hang out with his friends. So half the times he's yeah. like, what was the score? He's like, oh, I don't know. I was hanging out with my friends. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. not like. At the end of the game, he's jumping up and, you know, making fun. He's, he's a funny kid, so he's always, like, making his friends laugh and do all that. And he doesn't even right. care if he wins or loses, you know. He's he's a gracious he's a gracious player. Like, he, it doesn't matter if he loses. He goes right up to the other team. Hey, great game. Plays football. Uh, you know, he gets a little bummed sometimes, but then he's yeah. over it in five minutes. Right. Yeah, right, he's not right, one of these yeah. kids that that's take good. it to heart and the parents are yelling at him, you better do better oh, next time. That drives me crazy. Oh, I know, yeah. You know, it's the parents good. are the big problem with the kids today. The oh, parents sure. are a big problem. Yeah, I can't just play your kids. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh, back to another subject real quick. It's funny. A lot of people on Facebook and, and Twitter are saying that they didn't go shopping or that, screw that, I ain't going into these stores. It's It's a madhouse. Yeah. So I think and, and no. it was announced today that Amazon did the most business out of anybody. And, and we were out Friday. It wasn't terrible. Like Yeah, well, really, they said Black Friday is no more. People aren't getting up at 4 in the morning because you can get the same shit online. Yeah. I looked online for a few things, and by 3 o'clock in the morning, it was, everything was sold out. Yeah. A lot of things. Now, the other thing to that is I also believe that they just put sold out to make it look fucking good. Right. But it's true. Yeah. Why do I got to get out? Look, I don't got to leave my house for anything. Anymore. I can literally get anything I want brought to my house. And I literally need Right, but now all I see on the news is people that get all their packages stolen right off the porch now. You know how many people stole my packages already? I got to call up and complain. Yeah. I had a package delivered today. Now, I had three packages, as a matter of fact, delivered today. Or said they were delivered today. I got two. There's yeah. literally one missing. Mm-hmm. Now I live on in a building on a sixth floor. You don't leave that shit outside my door. You not if you're gonna come all the way up to the sixth floor, you can't go the extra step and ring the bell. You just gotta put the package in front of my door in an yeah. apartment building, like you lazy motherfucker. Yeah. Well, there's two stories I run the news. This one woman, they got they delivered her mother's ashes to the and, and someone, someone stole them. them. And then there was another one. A kid died over in Afghanistan. And this was all of his uniform and his, you know, like his stuff from, wow, from the military. And he passed away, and the mother, they sent it to the mother, and someone stole it. She has, they have a video of the guy stealing the shit right off of her her thing. And she goes, listen, I won't press charges, just give me my package back. Wow. It's crazy. But then in another story, there was this this armored truck or whatever left uh, left their uh, pickup, 
and they left a bag out on the street. And the car pulled up, took the bag, and the guy got arrested. Wow. <laughs> leave your money on there. It's gonna be t- you gotta take it. But yeah. everyone's got security cameras now. Everyone's got video shit. And these drones, all these fucking drones out there are crazy. Yeah. I don't know. But whatever, it's Christmas, you gotta buy shit. Yeah. A lot of it is shit. I mean, we went to Philly, this Christmas village, and I'll give it one of these. It was, it looked like I was walking around someone's attic. It was all shit that no one will ever use, you know, like um, these wool scarf things with flowers on them that a guy was selling, and all uh, ornaments, an edible birdhouse. How much you think an edible birdhouse, it's a little birdhouse, tiny, <laughs> a tiny birdhouse covered in birdseed. How much you think they would charge? 50 bucks. How much? 50. Uh, it was 37. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I'm making one. Yeah. And I was thinking about getting Mary's father one. He likes birdhouses and bird feeders and stuff. I was like, I'll make him one. I'll get Rice Krispie treats, what, make like a little birds? house, and cover it in fucking seed. You like birds? <laughs> you like the cockatoo, right? Yeah. I'm a bird watcher. I've seen a cockatoo. How, how about the swallow? <laughs> you like the swallow? <laughs> but it was just crazy. I mean, it's just... A friend of mine used to own one of those ornament kiosks in the mall. And he said, from the day after Thanksgiving till Christmas Eve, he sells, he had to sell it, about $10,000 worth of shit a day. The rent was 8000 for the two months. And he goes, we would just go up in storage and sell like, you know, if it was 2012, we'd sell 2011 ornaments just to sell them and people would buy them. People would buy, and here's what I realized. People will buy anything, Philomena, if it's a deal. Yeah. <laughs> My mother's like that. Philomena's like that. If it's a deal, and even me, I got to say the truth. Even if I don't need them, and I see something like the other I forgot where I was in the dollar store the other day, and it was just this random wire that I need. I didn't need it. It was only a buck. So I bought nine of them. <laughs> Why do I need nine of them? I don't know. But I figure the original wire was $12 anyway. So I spent nine. I still saved four, but I got eight more wires as backup. Yeah. Uh-huh. I went. I went. I don't know, if, Steve, if you have it out in California, but a place called Harbor Freight Tools. I love oh, it. Yeah. I went in to get some it. locks because I lost my keys to. I do school lunch, and I lost the keys to all my closets. So, I, and thank God I had bolt cutters in my car. I cut all the locks off. I had to get new locks. I go in there uh, to buy locks. I'm leaving with. I get with the locks. You want to, yeah. You bought locks. You buy like, a little bagel and cream cheese. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's why, I don't, that's why I don't put Jewish people in jail, because they eat locks. <laughs> Sorry. But then I, bought, then I bought this little pocket knife, and then because I watched so many yeah. survival shows, I bought that yeah, little fire thing yeah, where you scrape the, uh, yeah. the it magnesium. It's you were naked in your backyard the other day with a campfire going. <laughs> I could have sworn I came over, and I saw a little smoke in the backyard as a naked guy running around. Yeah, it was you but, yeah, I bought the magnesium fire starter, and I almost bought a machete. What do I need a machete for? Because you one day are literally going to go in the woods naked and practice for one of these shows. Yeah. I know you. You will yeah. actually naked start in the rough up. or something like that. I know. I, I love naked and afraid. Yes. Yeah, well, what's the fat yeah. guys in the woods? Three, na- three, three fat guys in the woods. Yeah. Still trying to get on. <laughs> you know, I talked I talk to the host. And he said, yeah, I told him the idea. I want three fat chefs and take us in the woods. Because all these survival shows, they cook the food, and it looks horrible. Like, all you need is a little something in there, a little love. And you can, yeah. you know, I know they're foraging for shit, but can you put a little love in that fish? 
Like, what Rob's going to have his seat made, a little hut made. Yeah. I need it, but they like everything. They're just like, oh, I just, I'm just sucking the snip. You have salt water there. You don't have to, you can, if you die from drinking it, but you can boil stuff in it and it'll give it that salty, briny flavor. Yeah. You know? Lay, lay some salt water out on some driftwood, let the sun dry, and then the salt crystals on the top you season your food with. But they don't do anything. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what about seaweed? Yeah. yeah, it's just, and that, like, they eat everything. Like, you have a fire, you got a fucking raccoon, go out and, and find, find some, like, wild edibles and season it up a little bit. They just cook it in water or something. It's, like, disgusting. You're in the middle of the woods, yes, but there are other stuff around you. Like you're sitting there eating raw nuts. Put the nuts in with the raccoon and make like nuts a every night. So what's <laughs> well, I mean, look what uh, look what Noma does over in Copenhagen. It's like uh, voted like the best restaurant in the entire world, and all they're doing is going out foraging like off the side of the road. They're getting like ferns and and uh, acorns and uh, you know like little plankton and. Uh, moss yeah. from the trees, and, and they're selling it for like five hundred dollars for a prefixed uh, dinner for two. I know it's crazy, but well, I was yeah. down the Jersey Shore this summer, and there were these little—they look like prehistoric shrimp lobsters, kind of, or like bully bugs. And they kept washing up, and so I googled it, and it was a sand crab. And I googled if you could cook them, and there was recipes. So I had my girlfriend's kids foraging all these sand crabs. And I was the only one that it. Mary did eat one, but I went home and I cooked them up. And it was I know, and I saw the picture there. It looked spectacular. Yeah, but it was like all these people are swimming and pissing, and the, the, who cares? I cleaned them, and then we ate. Yeah. Like, I could live off the land if you put me on the beach. I can make, <laughs> and I make my little I can live fish, off the I, I make yeah, fish traps out of water bottles. You got so much gadgets and stuff, I can live off your stairway for fucking time. <laughs> I know. That's, that's my mother in Florida. She yeah. She had the traps, the... Crabs. Her mother in Florida goes right outside. They're right on the, what do you call it, the intercoastal land. Yeah. And they put the chicken bones, they get crabs, and they get fish, and they go out every day. And I'm like, I was at first I was like, why is your mother always fishing? But then I saw they get all these fish, all these little crabs, yeah. everything, right out of the fucking water. I'm like, wait a minute. Where the morons going to the supermarket buying really gold shit when her mother's going right in the backyard, right. taking stuff out of the garden and going to get her fresh crabs right out of the water? Yeah, it's great. I, I would love to live off the land. But I would need electric. <laughs> I need electric and internet. <laughs> and I need TV and cable. So, you know. But definitely for food, I would definitely forage off of stuff. And, you know, I really want to learn about mushrooms. I want to learn what's, good, what's you know, poisonous, what's good to eat. Because I think that would be helpful. I'd like to I walk in the woods and go mushroom picking. Yeah, you know, like the, the one thing about living off the land is that, um, you know, it takes like, uh, it could take up to like six hours to, you know, put together one meal. Yeah, you know. Right, but the but, thing is, you don't have to go to work, you know, it's like, it's, <laughs> that is your job. I'm going, I'll be right back, I'm going to work, I'm going to hunt, set snares and do all this other stuff. But you don't, you don't have that hassle of your boss saying, you're late, you're this, you're that. Like, listen, I'll be gone for two days. I'm going to the woods and hunting bear. You know, like, that's that's <laughs> what it is. It's like, that's your job. Because you don't have to come home and pay any bills because you just built a house with trees that fell down. It's, I don't know. I'd like to try it for a little while. 
Except yeah. I like indoor well, plumbing. I'm not a big fan of shitting in a hole in the freezing <laughs> cold. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I was out on the uh, Pacific Crest Trail for six weeks, and uh, that was that was like that. That's it's it's a survival in a sense. I mean, you get off of the trail, you know, every uh, like I don't know, sometimes every week or something like that, and hitchhike into a town and resupply and then get back up on the trail and and you're on your way. It's a trail that goes from Mexico to to Canada, but and that was cool. You know, now is that fun. the one that they? Uh, there was just a movie with. Yeah, uh, Reese yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, with oh. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I watched yeah. that. I'm like, I want to do that now too. Did you watch that whole movie? Yeah. yeah. Was it good? She was naked in it. I rate it and a uh, thumbs up because Reese Witherspoon was nude. I but it was a good movie. Yeah. It was like I watched the movie and, and then I wasn't sure if I could get into it. No, it was good. Yeah, I know. She, you know, she's by herself, and then it's like her fending for herself, and she was like kind of whorish, but her mother was dying of cancer, and the mother raised her and a brother, and blah blah blah. So she went. She was a drug addict and a drunk. So she went clean and, and went on this trail. She promised her mother. After her mother died, she went on the trail. And, uh, you know, there was another cool movie. Something in, uh, uh, what was it? It was Martin Sheen. <laughs> Martin Sheen. His son died or something like that over in, over in Europe or something like that. So he went on this trail, like the Holy Trail or something that they oh, had yeah. through Europe. And uh, I'd yeah. like to do that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did some backpacking in Europe and stuff. It was cool, but I didn't do the hostels. I had a friend that worked with, for uh, the Marriotts. He was head of security in Manhattan, so he got me like forty dollar a night deals all over the place. So everyone went to the hostels, and I went to my uh, nice hotel suites and stuff like that. It was, it was kind of cheating, but it was a good time. Yeah. Well, Amsterdam, Germany, France, Switzerland. I stayed with a family, and that you want to talk food? That was great. Switzerland with an Italian family. We ate cheese, black coffee, and charcuterie every morning for breakfast. And I go to the yeah. butcher shop, buy some stuff, and hike up into the Alps and barbecue every night. I, I, I just want to live like really? that. Really? Who are you? You went from naked and afraid in the woods to backpacking across Europe. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? I invented the out amongst the land. <laughs> That's why Stephen amazes me, because I would love to do that farming. and. Stevie's got a man crush on you. <laughs> no, I think I got a man crush on Steve. It's That's just what like, you said. Yeah. The Steve Rubs got a man crush on you. I do, because it's great. Like, you know, talking about beehives, he did beehives. He's farming and doing all this and doing the trails. Like, you know. This way, when you die, the only thing I want you to do is lay your head to rest forever, thinking I did all I could do. I did it all. I want to smoke a shit ton of pot and go scuba diving. <laughs> I want to be really yeah. under the water dude, and go. Oh scuba no, diving. no, no, dude, no! Check this out. I was in when I was in Florida. I went uh, uh, spear fishing with um, well, uh, you know Veronica. She was on the show. She was like yeah. the older uh, grandma type. Well, her kids. They all got boats down there. They live in uh, right there in uh, like Miami and South uh, that South uh, Coast there, whatever South Miami Beach. And uh, so we went out off the Keys, and they took me spear fishing. That is an intense, intense sport there. I mean, because you gotta you you jumping off the boat, you gotta shoot this fish with your spear, you gotta hold your breath, you gotta dive, 
and and all the while you got this pressure in your head, and it's just like and then the and then you try to come and then the waves are like splish splashing you all around, and then you see these giant fish off in the distance, you know, coming to get you. That was intense. Yeah. Sharks, man eating sharks in the water at the same time that you're trying to go fishing, you know. Then right. As you're trying to go fishing for them, they're coming at and want to go fishing for you. Wow. Yeah. So, That's I awesome. don't know. I mean, yeah, you could get stoned to get in the water, but, you know, I don't know. You know, you're taking your life into your own hands. I certainly wouldn't do it. I was, I, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty athletic. You know, I can swim. I can do that. But I got into that water, and I was, like, thinking to myself, what the fuck am I doing here? What am right. I doing in the middle so really of the Atlantic which... Ocean? Yeah. yeah. No, what I really wanted yeah. to do was drop acid and go scuba dive. Yes, uh, yeah. Like, let's drop let's drop some L S D and get in the water. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that was like twenty five yeah. years ago. You'll, you'll be pulling the thing out of your mouth. What's in my mouth? And pulling it out and like That's like twenty five years ago. Yeah. I haven't done acid in twenty five, thirty years, but I'm just saying back then that was the ultimate fantasy was to eat some acid and go scuba dive. And go hunting. You ever treasure. like you ever, like, every once in a while, you know, you're just kind of going through life, you know, and, and you're like, oh, shit, I, I, I'm fucking having a flashback, dude. I'm, I'm starting to peak right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Happens to me all the time. I shit all the time. Happens to me all the time. Yep. Yeah. I, I want to like, get really oh, shit-faced and drive a race car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need a disclaimer here. We need a disclaimer. You know, we got to tell all the kids out there listening. Do not try this at home. They can't be trying this at home. Yes. Do not listen to Big and Beefy. We are idiots. Do not try this at home. Yeah, we got Julia in the chat room. The other day, and it tasted better than anything. (laughs) We got Julia in the chat room. She's like, "LOL, acid and scuba. This is getting real." (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, come on. Tell me that one big thing. Like I, I tripped out years ago and. I would love to be underwater with fishes and spear guns and scuba equipment and searching for buried treasure and, you know. Mermaids. Yeah. Yeah. Mermaids. You would do that for about yeah. three minutes before you start freaking out that something touched the lake. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tell you, I say it all the time. I react, I react the same way if, as if a great white hit my leg or a piece of seaweed hit my leg when I'm in the ocean. Yeah. I panic. We got a call, a call, man. Let's pick this up and see who it is. All right, cool. Let's check it out. Hey, what's up, 201? You're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Hey, guys. It's Chef Jess. Hey, what's up, Jess? What's going on? I could not hear your broadcast, so I have no idea you guys are talking about. So you got to catch me up on you guys. I I don't even want to know. It went from being (laughs) naked and afraid in the woods and foraging for food for myself to... Clem taking acid and wanting to go scuba diving. <laughs> I did mean, not sound like a fantastic idea. Like, let's drop acid and go scuba. You got to be naked. You got to go scuba diving naked while on acid. Oh. Well, you're an actual piece of uh, fish food hanging between your legs. You Take know what? Maybe more. I shouldn't have called in. That picture, I'm going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, we also, have, we also have Stephen Lee on for Master Chef. He's on. He gave us a little crop report, and it's um, tejotes, right? Is that it? Yeah. That, yeah, that tejotes is, is the hot thing now. It's like you use it in, like, a hot 
punch, a Mexican hot punch. It sounds like something you can say about titties, though. Like, those are some nice tejotes, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, that's balls. Cajones are balls. What's going on, Jess? How you doing? Whatever happened with that thing that you did? Is it going to be on soon? Yeah, well, apparently, I actually heard from one of my competitors today, and he was just like, what the fuck, man? Nobody's been emailing me. But uh, I'm thinking around February because the uh, the name of the game was Chocolate, so I'm thinking it's going to be around Valentine's Day. So oh, all right, I don't know. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the email. But uh, I I think I did better than my uh, Hell's Kitchen competitors, so I'm pretty proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> and we so also have another. There's another Hell's Kitchen guy doing that show. I think his is coming on in January. Is uh, Rich Mancini? Yeah, Rich Mancini, January sixth, yeah. I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and Gabriel, Michael Gabriel, yeah. actually was there the day that I uh, arrived. So he's going to be on yeah, the week Patrick before me. Patrick's going to Patrick from my season of Hell's Kitchen. Ah, cool. Filmed it too. So we, it's funny. They're, they're taking all the Hell's Kitchen guys now. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know if, like, you know, once you get that, like, fever of going on to reality shows, I think they just, like, it's, like, almost like getting a tattoo. It's, like, you got to keep on going, going, and going. So I think right. everyone's got the bug now. Hell, yeah. yeah. I, I had the bug yeah. for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about crabs or bed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> But Rob, I'm very sorry to hear that you got the end of the turkey on your Philly excursion. Uh, for oh, it was horrible. And, that is and, and I didn't send it back. I didn't send it back. It was turkey and ham platter. I'm like, all right, it's going to be good. And it was just like, I, I know, I've been there. But it's when you run out of turkey and someone just put in one more order, you try to piece it together. They just took the cutting board and scraped everything that was like left onto my plate. Mira, I mean, the dishwasher was probably salivating, saying that that piece is mine. That that piece of mine, and then your yeah. order came in. The dishwasher went fuck him. That was my dishwasher. Yeah, yeah. I thought I paid thirty bucks for a plate of dog food, but I was. <laughs> I was on like my tenth Guinness, and I was starving. Ten Guinnesses? You're yeah. yeah. starving for Guinness? I think Guinness yeah. is starving for like six hours. Trick they pulled, or there's a huge hair in my food. Well, I mean, 
didn't piss you off, then the 4 a.m. Uh, fucking fire alarm must have pissed you off. That was actually funny. <laughs> the 4 o'clock alarm going off, I could have swallowed the carbon monoxide thing, and I didn't even move. My girlfriend was like, oh, my God, what is that? And I'm like, it's probably the carbon monoxide, and I went back to sleep. Then at 9 o'clock that morning, that's when the restaurant in the in the hotel forgot to turn their hood on and started cooking, and the fire alarms went off. So the whole place is evacuating. I go down into the stairwell, and in front of me is two of the oldest people ever to visit Philly with every luggage they had and a dog, and one step at a time. So I just picked, we picked them up, me and Mary, we picked them up, we got this, and we went down the stairs and put it on the side, and they didn't even really, like, thank us or anything. It was like, yeah, go fuck yourself. I can see Mary just, like, hoisting the old lady over her shoulder and you picking up the old guy and taking the luggage and just fucking gearing up for the outside. No, no, we, we left them for dead. We took their luggage. <laughs> Does he look like a bitch? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. But all in all, some good cheesesteaks. I did go to all the places that are like, you know, the famous places, which next time, yeah, I talked to a lot of locals. You got to find a local guy. Yeah, they said, I bought yeah. a local guy a cheesesteak for his girlfriend because he gave me so much history. There's Phil's, there was Jim's, there's Jack's, then there's John's Roast Pork Hut. That's like an old garage I should have went to, but I went to Tony oh, Luke's instead. Yeah, so I got all of them for the next trip. It's only two hours away. I think we yeah. should do a little big and beefy road trip maybe next time. Yeah. But Gino's and Pat's was good. It was just the experience of having them right across the street from each other and people stand on line in a busy street and cause stopping for them. It was weird. No, people I, stop I, for pedestrians in other cities, not here, but other cities. Well, I got a ticket yeah. not stopping for a pedestrian yeah. every day. <laughs> and I, and I, met, I met one of my favorite football players of all time, Carl Banks for the New York Giants. Nice. Thank he was you. The in the same spot we were at the Reading Terminal, which was pretty wow. wild. Very cool. As there was an Irish step dancing convention across the street, so there were 9,000 girls with those stupid wigs that now I want to get a step dancing wig. (laughs) I need that in my life. You you have until St. Patty's Day to get one and dress up like one, so go find it. I know, I know. It's not that hard. I can skip around in one spot. You know, but with with Guinness is inside, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how was your Thanksgiving? Mine, it was great actually. My sister I haven't seen in a year came up with her uh, few, um her uh, husband, and he's from Scotland. So we drank a lot of whiskey, and uh, the the bird came out good. And then my sister gets a fucking phone call from one of her high school people that was back in town to come into the city when we're all fucking blazed. So we all we all hightailed to the fucking city at like one in the morning. We start we go to go to meet the the high school pre- people. She's too drunk to go out, so she fucking bails on us. So it's just me, my sister, and the uh, the husband. And we're like, what the fuck? What can we do now? We just Ubered into the fucking city, and this firefighter comes up and says, "Hey, can you uh, just say hello to this veteran for me?" And he was a homeless guy. He ended up paying for our entire drinks the entire fucking night. We were out till five thirty in the morning. True story. Nice. Wow. <laughs> was the homeless guy with you? Or you just said hello to him. No, I said I said thank you for so 
over your country. But you know what? We we told the story to my mom the next day because we were staying at my mom's house. <laughs> and, we're, and my mom's like, oh, so what were their names again? I said, oh, the, you know, the, the homeless guy was Jerry and the firefighter was Ben. She's like, you just got scammed by Ben and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I guess it's better than being sandwiched by Big and Beefy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I kept myself in those situations, but that was, that was good. It was good to see my sister. We we were double trouble together, so. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Definitely. Yeah. What so, you, see, uh, Steve, we got uh, this is Jess from Health Kitchen. Also, this is uh, this is what you're up against. Yeah. The two oh, crazy nice. Health Kitchen people. Health <laughs> <laughs> Kitchen, we fucking rock. How you know? Where the shit? Better than those fucking Master Chef people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> We don't get a fucking lunch break. <laughs> okay. All right. Good one. That, that was, good one, Chad. That's great. We're no, I love watching your season, man. It's really cool to talk to you because I really lo- I, I watched your whole season. I loved uh, watching you. You were really awesome, and I love what you yeah. stood for. It's too late for all that. No, no, I'm just I'm telling you the truth. I'm spitting the truth that you were awesome. I love watching your season. It was really awesome to see you bring Farm Table to uh, Master Chef, and your passion was really prevalent. And it was great to awesome. you know. Watch I, I gotta yeah. I gotta bring something up that I'm just reading now, and I see it's been in front of me the entire show. And this is Rob Burmeister's description on uh, <laughs> on Blog Talk Radio, and it says Chef Comenza will describe his Thanksgiving feast. In sexual detail. <laughs> now, oh, are we still waiting for that? Oh, I think I'll call them now then. <laughs> tell me what exactly that means, Dipper. I don't know. I thought you were going to describe all of it. You're like, you know, when you get into it, like, yeah. you know, when you say you want to rub it on your nipples and all that other I stuff. I did. At one point in time, I had my balls in the mashed potatoes. It was fantastic. <laughs> that was just the use of swelling. Yes. <laughs> And I don't even want to tell you what I was doing with the candy DMs. Forget about it, dear pal. Uh, <laughs> my nipples are still burning. Oh, in the <laughs> <laughs> I'm based in the turkey, ma. I made my own simple syrup. Let me tell you, sweet cheeks. Jess, are you out in, uh, yeah. on the East Coast? Yes, I'm in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. So, so. So you and uh, Big and Beefy, you guys all know each other and this whole deal? Um, I actually, well, Hell's Kitchen is really gross. We're an ancestral kind of family. And uh, nice. I know Clemenza from, <laughs> from um, you know, from being on Hell's Kitchen because once yeah. you're on a show, they watch you and they, you know, we, we became friends. And then I know Rob from Barrett. And uh, and Clemenza, so I actually did go to the studios and I recorded with oh, them cool. when I was on Health Kitchen. Yeah, and it was fun. It was, oh. it was fun. You gotta, <laughs> yeah. get, you gotta get your ass back to the studio again one of these days. I know. I told you once my my thing comes yeah. out. <laughs> Which, by the way, Tina just sent me. Rich Mancini is on December twentieth. My thing comes out all the time, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, 
as long as you put the balls with mashed potatoes and season them well with your uh, Italian seasoning, I'll come in and I'll have some balls mashed potatoes. That sounds there wonderful. Well, I'm starting a new reality show. It's going to be called Eating at Clem's House and Afraid. Be <laughs> <laughs> very, very afraid. <laughs> you never know what's up in that gravy, bitch. <laughs> Oh, oh, there's something stringy in this pasta. Is that rosemary? No, it's one of my pubic hairs. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's that's one of those gummy bears I lost. <laughs> Give me that back. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I like her. Well, <laughs> we all do. We all do. She's one of the guys. Yeah, Jess is awesome. She's my kind of girl. I like her. <laughs> So, what the hell is I just? Oh, so um, what do you got going for Christmas? You guys got to work, Steve? You doing any parties? Jess, you working? You know, actually, that Hang With app that you and I are both on, um, they actually just endorsed me to do a crowdfunder. Um, it came from one of the executive people that run Hang With to uh, do a private party for somebody in the area. Um, so I am doing a, a charitable event for them. I also do a charity for people with autism, um, and uh, I probably be working at somebody's house as a private chef, and that's what I love, and I'll do it for free just because uh, people can't afford it, and they can't afford their own meals, and uh, Hangwood's going to provide awesome. me with the funding. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. I'm glad you, Jeff. I gotta, I'm doing a Christmas party this Saturday. And it's the chop theme where I told the person that has the party, each guest brings a mystery ingredient. She told each yes. person to bring four. Everyone's bringing a, a mystery basket of four things. It's 20, 20 people. Yeah. And I'm just going to cook a cocktail party for them on the fly. There you go. Not oh, bad. my God. So you're getting <laughs> ingredients thrown at you? Well, I'm going to be probably dumping half them down. <laughs> Lovely roasted garlic, Brussels sprout, cauliflower, cheddar cheese, mashed yeah. potato. I'm just going to get a pot, throw all 80 ingredients into it, and say, all right, soup is ready. What if you get someone special that just shits in a box and gives it to you? I don't know what you can do with that. I'll make a poo poo platter. <laughs> yeah, just take, yeah, just take your balls out and slap them on a table. Yeah. No, it should be good. It should be good. They're all like guys that I know and their wives and stuff, so it should be pretty cool. Not bad. That's definitely cool. That's yeah, I don't awesome. have. I see, that. this is the good thing is I don't have to prep anything. I show up with my knives and that's it. And you're yeah. paid to go to the house and make an ass of myself in front of 20 people. When half of them. One of the guys I was a chef with for like 18 years, so he's like, oh, I wasn't going to go, but I'm like, good, you can help me. I'll give you a little kickback. <laughs> <laughs> but I know. Like, it's, gummy it's bears or like lamb balls come in into play. You'd be like, hey, you, you said you'd help me. Here's lamb balls and gummy bears. Fucking make something out of it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but see, I like doing stuff like that. And then, you know, yeah. if they eat it, they eat it. If they don't, they don't. They can't say it's horrible because I was like, listen, you brought me the ingredients. So. Yeah. <laughs> as oh much as I hate to end this shit show, we are down to the last five minutes. Let's, yeah. uh, you oh, guys got anything you want to plug in? <laughs> Steve's losing his I appetite. I thought it was never going to end. <laughs> oh, Steve, you got anything you want to plug away real quick? Oh, well, uh. 
no, whatever. I mean, <laughs> for the latest, you know, whatever. Uh, I, it was a pleasure to meet Jess. Uh, I I, uh, to I requested to be your friend, so um, I want to come out to the East Coast and uh, have a challenge with Clemenza and and uh, Rob, and maybe hopefully you'll be there too. We'll have some good time. Absolutely, out there. we'll get Jess involved. Definitely. Hell yeah! Absolutely. Yeah, sounds like fun. All right. Hey Jess, what All do right, you got going everybody. on? All right, peace, peace out, out, brother. Thanks for calling. Talk to you next time. Yes, yes. All peace right. out, motherfuckers. Thank <laughs> oh, <my God>. you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, Jess, what do you got going on coming up before uh, the holidays? Give a little plug if people want to um, get in touch with you. Yeah, definitely. If you guys want to join Hang With, it's an application that you can have from uh, your iPhone or from your uh, Samsung or Android. Uh, you can uh, watch me on Hang With, and I'm doing the crowdfunder right now to win a holiday party that I will cook for you um, for free uh, based on whoever wins this. So download the Hang With app, and actually Rob Burmeister's on there as well. So you can I haven't been on in a while. <laughs> and well, I don't really like going on either. I usually go on when I'm drunk. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's got any mashed potatoes, they need some balls in to let us know. And we will be back. Yeah. Next week. All right. Peace Thank out, everybody, and God bless ya. Keep doing it, Saturday. Keep doing it. Yeah. Take care. Bye.